It's back for 2014, the Football Sack Podcast for Brazil. Brought to you by Banking on Football. Hello and welcome to the Football Sack Podcast with me, Jack Quigley and Christian Leyland is with me. What I loved about that was we've been in the studio for quite a few minutes and uh, what happens as soon as we press the uh, song for the intro song, everyone just turns their phone on silent then. Yeah. You know, a big rush until we start talking. Yeah. So. I made sure mine was on silent. Yeah, you did for the first time since we've actually started recording. So I don't know, how many shows have we got left for the World Cup? But it's, it's nice that Pat found uh, his, his routine to get ready, mm-hmm. his professionalism, finally. Pat is here, I should say. Hi. Here you go, mate. I'm good. Boys. Plenty to talk about. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was there a game this morning? Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, uh, we'll talk about this morning's game and a few other things. We also have a, a returning guest. Oh, exciting times. Yeah, we have our first returning guest. It was so much fun the first time around. Former Big Brother housemate Michael Beveridge will be on the show again later on to be funny again. So, hopefully. parent, make sure your kids are out of the room at the time he's on. Yeah, yes. this will be the second podcast this month where we've had to put the explicit uh, <laughs> logo on iTunes. Guys, what did we make of this morning? It was pretty exciting. It was great fun, to be honest. If you're a German supporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I'm neither, but I found it pretty exciting, to be honest. I have uh, a few jokes. None of them are really good, but I'll race through them and we'll see how we go. So uh, I've, uh, I've got this uh, little thing to make a bit of noise to let you know uh, when I've made the joke. It sounds like this. So I'll play oh, that right. each each time. <laughs> sort of like a television show where they got the laugh now thing up. Yeah, there, so. yeah, exactly. If you're on the bus and you hear that noise, laugh. Yeah, I need. Uh, no, I haven't heard these jokes yet, so I'm going to give you my honest assessment when you tell me. <laughs> I, I, mate, there's. I'm not going to laugh if they're not funny. I'll be honest. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of material, and I wrote these about 15 minutes before we started the show. So there's only four of them, and they're not great. But yeah, a floor manager would be nice if I could have someone in here to g up the crowd to laugh uh, on cue. That'd be great. So anyway, here we go. Ready. Last time I saw a contest that one-sided, Clive Palmer was having a go on the seesaw. <laughs> when asked what he intended to change at half-time, Big Phil Scolari said, My appearance and country of residence. Thomas Muller has been criticised for not showing enough emotion when he celebrates. After scoring and playing a part in one of the most memorable matches in football history, he described the experience as good. <laughs> Last time I watched a group of Brazilians being degraded by a group of Germans, I had to delete my browsing history afterwards. Oh. And Zelko Kallis described that as the craziest game that I have seen since I was born. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, we should talk about the game. What a start. It was actually, we haven't seen our good friend John Aloisi for a little while. He's disappeared off mm. the face of the earth, see, man. I found out, I got it on good authority this morning, he's actually in Brazil. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's, right. in, he's in Brazil. He was last seen in the Brazilian sheds just before kickoff giving some late tactical <laughs> advice to Phil Scolari. So, um, that's, uh, well, he's given the team talk. Yeah, he's, he's managed to, uh, to find himself a job after flogging himself 24 7 on air. That could be his uh, new job. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Boys, uh, whew. Mate, tell you what, it's the biggest result since Australia. You can back on 6 0 in the Asian Cup semi final. <laughs> yes, not has the football world rocked <laughs> like that day, since that day. It was amazing to watch. Christian, you said you had to watch on a stream that was like, wasn't quite live, so you thought. So, what happened was in our region, the SBS decided to reset all their digital channels without telling anyone, which is nice of them. Mm. And so, I woke up in the morning, put the SBS on, and it just wasn't working. None of the SBS channels. So, I went, oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll be resilient and I'll put on the streams. I haven't used the stream yet. So, I got my laptop and was watching. And I was having a great time. I know, oh, well, good contest. It's 1 0. 
And I didn't realise it was actually five minutes behind. So Brazil scored their second, and then Twitter explodes going, wow, half through the first half and game over's already. I was like, well, it's 2-0. That's a bit premature. But I didn't realise it was five minutes later when the score was 4-0. Yeah, it was incredible, though, because I barely had time to like send tweets in between each goal. Yeah. In fact, I think I missed the third or fourth goal because I was halfway through seeing a tweet going, wow, it's 3-0, and then it was 4-0. Do you know what the best thing about that story was? What? When Christian Parents gets the internet bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we check back? It'll be four gig over, over the limit. Yeah. $300. Yeah, it was watching it was worth high, it. it. was watching it in HD uh, as well. Uh, all my chances of the ladies now gone. You know, Christian with his parents for the duration of the World Cup, which is false, by the way, actually. Okay. As if anybody listening to the podcast cared. Look, mate, Hannah Horse might be listening. I can't, I can't let her know the place she Yeah, so uh, he's um, he's not living with his parents. He's uh, in his own place and he's stealing his neighbour's Wi-Fi for your information. <laughs> I let uh, that one slide. SBS uh, in the studio were, was obviously going off at half time. They threw back to the studio, and Lucy Zelich was coming in off the long run, coming back from the half time break, flying in as you'd expect the host to do after seeing one of the most incredible halves of football we've ever seen. And uh, Zelko Kalach on the panel, he was so into it. Let's have a look, listen to how pumped up Spider was coming back from the break at half time when Lucy threw to him. It's halftime in the semi-final clash between the host nation and Germany. And the score is an astonishing 5-0 in favour of Germany. Do not adjust your television sets. This is legitimately happening in Belo Horizonte, Spider. Yeah, Brazil gone. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) How pumped up was Spider? (laughs) Poor Luce. That wasn't the only thing that was gone. (laughs) He's multi. These jokes, but they just they just keep going. <laughs> Is there more? You look like there's more. No, <laughs> all right, that's brilliant. Well that's done. Oh well. <laughs> and we we've all had that feeling, and I don't want to talk either. So mm. um, <laughs> he also had something else to say at halftime, didn't he? He did. He said that it was um, what was it? The biggest capitulation in world, the biggest implosion in World Cup history, was it? The biggest implosion he'd ever seen. Ah, yeah, that's right. It's a bit rich for someone who was in front of the biggest capitulation Australia's ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, I don't think he actually saw much of that Nico Cranshaw <laughs> shot. So to, to be fair, of all the things he's seen, this is probably the biggest one. Fair so enough. obviously they did their cross to uh, Brendan Shakes at Star Casino, which is where Spider had put on his multi. <laughs> and he, he does, you know, he's very good, Brendan, out there doing his uh, SBS work. And he's, uh, we've had him on before talking about how you can't sit up, can't sit down. They cheered on every replay, even if it was live. Some of his quotes. Let's check out what he had to say about the German fans going nuts during that first half. That is how you celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't know how to celebrate. He's critiquing them. Like, he's just sitting there going, that's not how you celebrate. What 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 is that screaming and hugging each other? Very odd thing to say. Very strange man. He is. He he loves the good contradiction, doesn't he? Mm, Big Mm. time. Talk about the game a a little bit, all jokes aside. Germany, that is a wiping of the floor. Were Germany that good or were Brazil that bad? Or is it a mixture of both? It has to be a mixture of both. I mean... 
Their defence was just shambles. What's the scary part is going into this World Cup and throughout the World Cup, the biggest positive that Brazil's been given is, def- is their defence. They're going to win mm. the World Cup on the back of their defence with Neymar scoring the goals and Fred picking his nose. Yeah. But <laughs> the thing is, with a defence like that, you know, you'd, how'd they win a group game? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, the referee helped them out the first That's time. So true. Um, I think they really missed Thiago Silva, didn't they? He'll be oh, ruining that stupid... Thing you done that like. yellow card, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just like PSG will be ruining their later signing. Yeah, yeah uh, well, another tweet uh, that we had on the football that was uh, a few guys rummaging through a bin, and the caption was PSG desperately searching for the receipt for David Luiz. Another good one was Jose Mourinho with a huge grin on his face. <laughs> that was a good one that was going around this morning. He was uh, he was all over the place, David Luiz. He did. It was almost like they were down a couple of goals, but he wanted to go up and try and help them score. But mm. that's not your job. Mm, and and exactly. the, the longer you're up there, they keep. Scoring scoring at the other end while you're not there. Yeah. Bit of a shambles. I mean, Germany were very good, very efficient. I, saw Sorry, some sort of- I should have some sort of ding sound for that cliche, but anyway, carry on. That's it. I'm done then. <laughs> <laughs> you're not contributing anymore to that. I've hurt Christian's feelings. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. They were very efficient. Yeah, no, I just realised that was a terrible cliche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, keep it up. You'll get a job on SBS doing this. Uh, I keep going. So yeah, if, I, if I you nothing. said if you if you had finished off that cliche by saying it's the most efficient I've seen them since I was born, <laughs> you'd probably get an SBS contract. Obviously, definitely. Obviously, definitely. Yes. But uh, the thing is, the cliche because it's true. Yeah, I mean that they were great. The thing was, they passed Brazil to death at times. Mm. They really did. I uh, mean, even they're about to score, they passed the ball three times before they decided to just put into an. Yeah, they tell me it's like a kitten toying with. Like a mouse. It was just like watching Brazil. It was, yeah, the, yeah, the old Brazil. A word for Miroslav Closer. Hey, congratulations, because obviously he's going to listen to this podcast. Yeah, he's, uh, now surpassed the record surpassed. for surpassed. <laughs> yeah, okay. carry on. <laughs> Is that not a word? No, it's surpassed. Yeah, I thought it was surpassed too. Unless you just you got right. re- you were like northern. He's, uh, you were he's northern SBS'd English. It. He's SBS'd it. Uh, he just, slightly yeah. woggy accents. Yeah. Look, mate, Tim Gayhill's on my side here, right? <laughs> so they uh, he's surpassed. So he's Ronaldo. surpassed. Yeah, Ronaldo's record for most goals in World Cup Finals with now 16, I think, believe. Yeah, in 23 games, which mm. is uh, mm. just mental. And Good strike rate. Yeah, when you saw he was starting this morning, I thought he's he's definitely going to score, and he did. So, uh, well done. looking for him. goals with, with that yes, strategy. Yes, I think so. <laughs> so, Germany roll on into the final, and, and they're going to take some beating now, because that's going to send a huge psychological message to both the Netherlands and Argentina, surely. Oh, well, yes and no, I'm not sure. I think... Let's let's say for hypothetically that the Netherlands won seven one. I think they'd be at danger of getting overexcited themselves and or Argentina getting overexcited themselves and sort of flopping that final. What the the Germans I think it's not going to impact their performance too much. They're going to go in as if that didn't happen. Yes. they're in the final. It's a brand new game. And let's be really honest: if the the Netherlands have the team to beat them, and Argentina have the player to beat them. So whatever happens in the final, I think it's going to be great. I mean, Argentina coming in, Argentina Germany is your replay of the 86 or 90 final. Netherlands is going to be the replay of the 74 final. So there's going to be history and form going in for both sides. So it's, uh, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think there's necessarily going to be a psychological edge there. It's just going to be another game. It's going to be the World Cup final. And this this World Cup is just continuing to deliver right up until the very end. It's been wonderful. So uh, we will be delivering right up until the very end of the World Cup, including a uh, a live podcast this weekend. As we've mentioned on the show before, uh, we'll be recording at Arrivederci's Pizzeria in Brisbane on Saturday. We will. We've got a few people already saying they're going to come to that, which is nice. It's going to be recorded at 1230 at their restaurant in Milton, Brisbane. So if you feel like being part of the live audience, please come along. We can have some pizza and beers and coffee and, and gelato. And bring signs. 
Yeah, bring signs. Yeah, signs are good. And if we can get some sort of floor manager to get the crowd to laugh when we make jokes, that would be fantastic. Then we know we're really making it in this business. Otherwise, we'll just have to get canned laughter on Jack's phone and just play that through the speakers. Just play an audience in the background. (laughs) Just be like Thursday FC. Yeah. (laughs) We should also thank uh, Boost Juice, who are good supporters of ours. And uh, I'm actually just going to quench my thirst uh, right now while Christian tells you about uh, one of their delicious beverages. Well, I actually finished. um, We've been asked to promote the Weekend Warrior today, which I was actually drinking earlier, which is lovely. It's been my drink of choice. But look, they've got a whole range of delicious proteins from it, which is a good source of energy. We'll keep you on top of your game. So, uh, Brazil obviously needed a few. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your Weekend Warrior, taught and toned, or the uh, Wonder Melon Smoothie, which I haven't tried yet, but will do. So, boost your day with a protein smoothie today. And that's me finishing my banana buzz right on cue, as if I planned it. Uh, I, I, I didn't plan it. <laughs> so thanks to Boost Juice. You should get down to Boost Juice because they're delicious. And thanks to Sports Management Group Australia who help us out and are champions. Mm. Have you got something to say, mate? Well, You're pointing gonna... your pen at me like you have something to say. <laughs> yeah, I've got plans to ascend to the host position. So oh, I'm just sort of... Is that a dart? <laughs> yeah. a dart. <laughs> it's a poison dart that you're just trying to throw at me. Sorry, carry on. No, the um, something I noticed was... Have you heard the story about the the guy who fell asleep at the baseball? Yes, in so the Yankees-Red Sox game. Yeah, yeah, correct. So he fell asleep at the baseball. The commentators are sort of you know paying him out or just mention on air. He's suing them for what, $10 million or something, yes. was it now? Now, I've heard that Martin Tyler's actually in trouble now because all these yeah, because all these fans were you know, distraught, distressed stuff. There was this one image of a kid crying into a Coke bottle and Martin Tyler said, oh, look at that poor kid crying. So he's now being sued for $20 million. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a slippery slope now. Mm. Yeah. Very big time. Uh, that that fat guy asleep at the Yankees game was quite funny. <laughs> yes. careful, careful, mate. We'll have Spider and him selling us soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, one in, all in. I say, <laughs> bring all, it on. All, all or nothing. At a das. I can't wait. We, to wait. we can just we can just put all our uh, lawsuits into one big class action against the football. So it could be easy. Yeah, I can't wait till A League season. I'm going to be falling asleep in every game. Yeah, try and make some <laughs> some try some and make some yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you you can see me at uh, Suncorp Stadium every second weekend, yeah. uh, sprawled over three seats. Come Covered in chips, uh, and uh, hopefully living in a big house soon afterwards. Uh, and Christian, you can come and stay and use my internet, mate, because um, <laughs> it's, it's really bad the way you keep stealing your neighbours. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and be back with former Big Brother housemate and now star of SAFM, Michael Beveridge. Joining us now is Michael Beveridge, superstar, and he is our first returning guest of the World Cup so far on the Football Sat podcast, mate. Hey, do you feel special? It's an honour and a privilege. Uh, I don't know for you, but I mean, it is for me. Uh, I, I feel sorry for the listeners. Hey, do you want to know actually something funny? I was stopped at a pub the other day by a young gent who said, you went on the, the Football Sat podcast, didn't you? And I was like, yes, I did. And they were like, I love those guys. They're excellent. And I went, well, thank you very much. Oh, but mate. There you go, boys. That's you. That you're, you're getting more yeah. compliments than we are about our show. That's fantastic. That. That, that was um, Argentina versus uh, Belgium at a pub in Melbourne just late at night. Some guy came up and said good day. That's awesome. Oh, thank you very much for passing that on. Beautiful. And, um, I love that. That's cool. So uh, compliments about our show uh, to Michael. One, compliments about our show to us. Still zero. But uh, we're hoping no, to get off the mark. They said, oh, I love those Central Coast boys. And I went, well, there you go. Excellent. I believe it was Simon. Simon was into it. Okay. Well, thank you, Simon, wherever you are and whoever you are, uh, which is wonderful. And stop following Michael around. Mate, we saw you tweeting during this morning's game, so you've obviously seen some of it. What did you make of what you saw? I think what you see, what you see is a team that has somehow been so underrated during the entire tournament go against a team that is, in my opinion, been vastly overrated. And you've seen probably... The most embarrassing results since, I think, what is it, 
Hungary and El Salvador in 82 or something. Oh, somebody's done his research for coming on the show today. That's good. Yeah, well, um, well, boys, I, I don't take this lightly. I, uh, I know this is a very important podcast and I make sure I have the facts. Well, there's a reason that you're our only repeat guest, mate. It's high-quality compliments and stats like the ones that you've been throwing out from the get-go today. Mate, you do breakfast radio, so do your employers know that you, uh, you're watching the game this morning? Should you have been at work? Well, we were at work. We had the game on uh, sort of in studio, uh, and we had you know we had a guy on the street who was at uh, Hofbrau, I think, house in Melbourne, a, a German pub, and we sort of threw to him every 20 minutes. But the funny thing was, you know, uh, my, my female co-host, Joe Stanley, sort of, you know, we started the show at 6, and we're like, you know, we're, we're into this, really excited. And she said, oh, it's just so boring. It's a snooze fest, these games. I mean, it's nil all the whole game. And not seven, seven, eight minutes later, it was about 4-0. Yeah. Uh, and it was just at those moments that he go, forks to you, people who think soccer or football's boring. Mate, so you've called, last time you were on the show, you called out Brazil for being a, a little bit shit. You, it was just after they'd stumbled to victory against Croatia. So uh, you've been proved right uh, in that. Uh, you, do you feel proud of yourself? You, you were one of the first in the world to uh, identify them as a bit rubbish. Well, I think that, I mean, I don't think they're, I mean... <laughs> I reckon they'd probably give, you know, Wellington Phoenix a run for their money. <laughs> but um, I, I would suggest that they're like two or three brilliant players uh, shrouded by uh, a bunch of other players that are B-plus grade but built up by the name of Brazil being behind them. Uh, are you saying that Fred is actually a superstar? I'm saying Fred's a piece of shit whose Brazilian <laughs> background just makes people go, oh, shit. Oh shit! It's Fred. He's oh shit. He's Brazilian. He must be amazing. All the hipsters. They're living on the memory of Brazil's always just had three or four just next level players, and I think Neymar is amazing. I think Silva had a shit game, but I think he's a good player. And in, in the past, you know, it's the Ronaldo's and the Ronaldinho's that have just made people go, "Ah, oh, Brazil! Brazil is a team." But I don't think they've got the depth that everyone thinks they do. Now, mate, we noticed on Twitter that you made a very astute tactical observation that uh, Neymar is actually very crucial to Brazil's defence. Yeah. Doing a lot of back back work, I think, as a sweeper. <laughs> didn't, I didn't know sweeper was back in, but he he was filling in a lot. A lot of people didn't notice that about Neymar. It's just funny though. I mean, he I think maybe he was just a talisman. Maybe he's like an amulet that if I was playing World of Warcraft, he would be plus twenty feel good vibes to the team. And I just think the feel good vibes were gone. I see a, a, a very close relationship to the way Chile started off against Australia to how Germany started off against Brazil. And I don't think Brazil are known for their toughness of character when it comes to, to sport. Uh, and I think that Australia had the grit, and we could have been beaten 7-1, but Brazil didn't. So I just I think they lacked grit. They've got technical flair. I just don't think they've got the grit to grind out those you know comeback victories. That's probably a, a really good point, mate. And uh, you're probably the first man in history also to draw the analogy between Neymar and a World of Warcraft character. So well done mm-hmm. there. Uh, mate. Hat to the seven World of Warcraft fans out there listening. <laughs> uh, they, they probably listen to a, a different podcast. Mate, <laughs> when we had you on, you talked about the fact that you had just been doing a, a whole heap of goodwill uh, with your other half to try and build up uh, some free time over the, the World Cup. Has has that carried over? Has it worked or has it run out? Has it had to be topped up? I mean, I'll tell you what the sweetest little teacher of this deal is. I totally forgot that I was flying over to Melbourne because all the radio shows in the country go on a two-week holiday break and they get the people that have been warming the, pe- the pine, which is me. So I've been filling in in Melbourne for two weeks doing the national breakfast show for the past two weeks and my girlfriend's back in Adelaide. I've been living in a hotel room for two weeks. I haven't had pants on. <laughs> I, can watch, I can watch whatever game I want. I've been turning up the classic matches at four, like five. I don't. I can do whatever I want. Screw goodwill. I don't care anymore. I just you know, I'm, I'm, I do what I want. Well, that's plays by his own rules. 
I'm a renegade, I tell you. So does that mean your goodwill will then extend two weeks past the World Cup? Well, doghouse, back, back to the doghouse, I think. Straight, that, straight that's back yeah. Think that's fine. I'm, I'm quite used to that position. Um, and, you know, I'm just actually pretty thankful that it's finishing up this weekend because I'm back home on Monday. And, oh, no, I didn't watch much of the game last. No, I didn't, wasn't, wasn't really into it. Sorry, no. But that's sort of how I'll, I'll get that. But I reckon every guy in Australia is going to be making, you know, special dinners, massages, leading up to the game tomorrow and then the grand final, which is... What's your tip for the grand final, boys? I'm, I reckon all, all European. Yeah, well, I don't know. I sort of... I was saying... Germany or Argentina for a long time in this tournament, but I was so impressed by Germany. I think that yeah, I, I think if it's if it's all European, I think Germany will win it. But the, you got the Messi factor if Argentina get there. Is Di Maria still playing or is he injured? He's injured. Isn't I he? believe he's out. Yeah, I think I just think his runs down the right. Well, what I mean that pass that through ball Messi did to Di Maria that went for about four hundred and twenty meters was just. I think Di Maria's runs combining with Messi's sort of strength. I think that was what was really special about the Argentina. I think losing that might take something away. But I just think the clinical nature of, of Germany can only be beaten by the flair of Argentina. I think if the Netherlands get through, I think you've got two fairly clinical teams, with Germany being the more brilliant of the two, I think. Uh, that, I mean, that's just my observation. So I think if the Netherlands get through, I think Germany will win. If I think Argentina get through, I think that's where they've just got the passion uh, and the flair and as well as the technical ability, and I think that maybe that'll pull them through unless, you know, we get a Brazil-Germany job happening again. I think a, a Germany-Netherlands game is probably going to be more exciting than a, a Germany-Argentina game because I think there's sort of potential for more goals. But, uh, yeah, certainly, it, it, either way, we, we've been blessed Germany with the football and, we've Germany seen. and Holland have some history, don't they? That don't We don't want to mention anything, but, you know... <laughs> German have made some acquisitions in the past that perhaps weren't, you know, the, the Dutch weren't thankful for. Yeah, no, there's, there's a bit of past, and, you know, don't mention the war and all that, but uh, I mentioned and it once. frankly, <laughs> I'm sure... Ah, somebody... yes, excellent. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm out, I'm out. That's, uh, I, I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's excellent. Well, we can't top that joke, so we're going to uh, have to ask you to give us who you think is going to uh, make the final and win the final, and, and then we'll wrap up. Wrap up the interview, mate. Look, I think um, I think it's criminal how much Germany have been underrated, and I think that they are the new bane of 2010. I guess. I mean, just the quality of every single player is just upsetting. Really, Neuer's so stupid, Lum, Otzel. You know, they're these names that aren't your Neymars, and they're not your Messies, but they are just. You know, I think. When you've got Gotzi starting on the bench, you know you've got a team of just balls and depth, and oh, I, I reckon it's going to be scary and difficult to beat the Germans. Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that, mate. Well, uh, you're you're a superstar, and thank you very much for coming on the show again, mate. It's it's been a pleasure to have you on both times, and uh, keep keep soaking up compliments on behalf of the football sack all throughout uh, Australia. Pubs and clubs across the country just trying to get a mention for you. So, <laughs> good. It's good because you're more recognisable than any of us are. So yeah, that that's good. You can be the target man. <laughs> I will be the leech for your compliments. Thank you very much. Excellent. Good on you, mate. Thank you so much for joining us again. So easy, boys. Have a good one. See ya. Right uh, Michael from SAFM, or as he's known on the streets, star as guest on the Football Sat podcast. Mm, that's quite cool. Yes. Leveraging off our popularity, mate. Yeah. What a leecher. Yeah, absolutely, Chuck. I think we're stars now, aren't we? I think I think that's technically it. Yep. So uh, our uh, new pickup line is "Girls, I'm from the football sack." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, frock to me. Flock. Is well, that for a while? Then when we won those couple of awards in a row, my pickup line was, "Yo, hey girls, want to come back to my room and see my massive trophy?" 
Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, because yeah, Christian Also, it didn't King. work, so he's still single. <laughs> <laughs> still single and stealing his neighbor's Wi-Fi at 5am. Uh, that's great. Um, that's things great. never but really I mean, picked up for Christian. The truth is, I need my wife, my neighbor's Wi-Fi. Was, how am I going to see... Wi-Fi or wife? <laughs> <laughs> Once I'm done with my neighbor's Are wife... swingers? I need <laughs> their Wi-Fi, because otherwise, how else... Am I going to look at the SDS World Cup social hub? Ah, excellent segue. <laughs> uh, so when you're done with your neighbour's wife, what's the first thing you do? You jump onto the South Korean broadcasting service and check out what they have to say. So uh, why, why don't we do that right now? Are, are you done with your neighbour's wife? Can we do it? Yep, cool. <laughs> Mate, I only need seven seconds. <laughs> so yes, we got a tweet from the Brazil game this morning yep. and they've said, you never believe the results collapse game scores? Brazil seem to have a line of people, are uh, ones who look like the soul. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> One goal scored, and then the worst reception blindly hold these depths knocked off. Yeah. Oh, that's... Mm. I tell you what, it's almost like it's poetry, really. <laughs> if, if, if this it's was a haiku. Like, it's, it's haiku. <laughs> I think that's Japanese, actually, rather than <laughs> hey, Korean. You know what I like about the SBS Social Hub tweets, South Korean broadcast services, because they write in Korean where like one symbol means like five words, <laughs> their tweets are infinitely longer than what we can say in a tweet. You know, I, I'm always running out of characters and trying to stuff my, my tweets mm-hmm. in. But this is like, you know, all right, ready for chapter three? Here it comes. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Yeah, apparently you can actually read the whole Harry Potter series in about seven tweets. Yeah, it's just on their timeline. <laughs> it's a stitch up, so they can write a lot more in one tweet than we can. Yeah, so which is why you should follow them. This this is where the SBS World Cup hub is. Maybe that's why Ned Zelich talks so much. He's actually writing in South Korean tweet style. <laughs> <laughs> Every sentence can fit as much as it can into one. Yeah, obviously, definitely. Um, I, I like the fact that they've also started using the hashtag SBS World Cup, which is of uh, course going to use cause a bit of traffic uh, with the Australian SBS. Aussie. Yeah. I think they, I think they discovered great. that the SVS World Cup Australia version is trying to leverage off their good yeah. name. And they're saying, we're going to have none of that, mate. Yeah. SBS aren't going to be happy. If, if SBS do one thing properly, it's getting people's names right and hashtags right. Yeah, mm, Like exactly Mark right. Frangic uh, mm. is one. Uh, also, did you see the other morning they crossed to their reporter in Brazil and he was standing next to, I can't even remember who the reporter was, but he was standing next to Craig Foster and he said, with me is SBS commentator Craig Foster and Craig Craig Foster just like looks dead at him and goes, uh, SBS chief football analyst. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Well, no, mate. He takes his position seriously. Yeah, like, as, as if like if he just put up with commentator this one time, it was going to make a why difference. Why is he still over there? Yeah. yeah, why is he? Have we found <laughs> What's out he yet? doing? Yeah, because he's not commentating. Exactly. He's literally just taking up rent in Brazil so he can do his two-minute spot on SBS World News sitting with Les on the beach. No wonder SBS are going under. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get uh, Football Sack reporter Jack Quigley there. So. Yeah, Football Sack podcast host Jack oh, Quigley. Thank you very much, Christian. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Sorry. All right. Well, um, we've got to go because we're running out of time. People are supposed to be able to listen to this during halftime of tomorrow morning's no game, chance. which they're not going to be able to do. To so yeah, we, we should wrap it up and come back tomorrow to talk about Argentina Holland. Is that cool? Too easy. Sweet out. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Football Sack Podcast for Brazil, brought to you by Banking on Football.